Join us for a three-part series where we discover the value of you. We're going to talk about how to identify your strengths, how to use them in the workplace, and then finally, how to build awareness about them so that you are maximizing your value. So stay tuned. Welcome to Power Up, the podcast that uncovers the unique challenges women leaders face today. Join your hosts, Nat and Kristen, as we dive into the tough topics and provide actionable insights you can apply right now. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Hello, thanks for joining us today. We have a three-part series in store for you on the value of you. And the reason we're breaking it into three is because, well, you're really big and important. It's going to take an important, (laughs) and it's going to take a long time to dig into the value of you. (laughs) I like it because we talk about your value and your strengths like it's a really simple concept. Just know them and use them, but it's actually it takes a little bit of effort to get to understanding what they are and why they're important and how you use them. So I like that we're breaking it down. Yeah, and it kind of came up because we helped someone the other day counter an offer, a job offer, and negotiate. And we had to really explain to them why it was so important to get their value across Mm. in this counter offer, which then led us to, this isn't really that easy for everyone. And if we just break it down and make it easy, we'll be more helpful. Especially when it comes to us, like I, we were talking a lot last week about how you don't live in a world where you're constantly promoting yourself or articulating your value. And for a lot of people, the first time they do it in years is when they're applying for a new job. So you've got the awkwardness of promoting yourself and then the like newness of having to articulate your value. So there's, we would like to normalize that and actually be thinking and talking about our value all the time. So yeah. it doesn't feel quite so shocking when you go for a job, but it does mean that we actually do need to put a little bit of effort into it because it's not something we tend to do all day every day. Yeah, well, we've talked a lot recently, in fact, about building your personal brand and about your elevator pitch. And so this really just helps break it down and really get into that mindset of who you are, what are you good at, how are you applying them to your purpose every day, and making a real meaningful difference in the work that you do. And then finally, how are you building awareness around your strengths? So today we're going to be chatting about finding your strengths. Before we start, I think we should give a shout out to all the people who are currently walking or treadmilling while (laughs) listening to us. We keep hearing now people are like, I put you in my ears and I clear my plate and I go up for a walk and get inspired. And I'm like, it's so funny to think people listening now are like out and about doing their like exercise. We're a moving podcast. And so go, go, go. I just feel like we're your coaches in your ear. You've got this. faster. Walk at a pace that you're really happy. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Fair. So shout out to you. So today is all about how to find your strengths and why it matters. And then we're going to share what ours are, because I don't think we've shared them with with each other, but it will be useful for a number of reasons. Yeah, I mean, top one for me being that I seem to not be emotional. (laughs) Ruthless. You're so cold. I know. Have you done a lot of these tests? You've done your rule follower. You've done more. no. Um, am I a rule follower? You told me you were, and that's why you do me. <laughs> am I a rule follower? I don't, I don't know. think you Harmony. Are. I think harmony. I like keeping the peace. 
I haven't done a lot. In fact, there came a point two years ago where I was struggling with my leadership identity and who I was and what I was good at. And so my first port of call was to ask people. And mm -hmm. so I remember, recall asking a few people who worked for me, what do you feel my strengths are? And that led to me going out and seeking a personality test, which is, I think I did the one that we're talking about today because when I redid it yesterday I was like oh I remember these things <laughs> and so um, we'll chat a little bit about that and then there was an event last week where they said go and do this personality test and so I did that too and it's interesting to do two in one week and compare them a little bit yeah I think mm. that's nice I did not do that one because mm. I am not a rule follower but <laughs> I've done them before have you done the bird one no there's a really good bird one I can't remember what it's called but um google it and we all my friends did it at the same time because they basically the bird types are like peacocks so that's sort of the life and soul of the party and the show off <laughs> the show off the owl who's the wise academic style the dove the peacekeeper and we found it really interesting to find out how different we all were and what that meant for our friendship as to how we had to interact with each yes. other and what motivated each of us so highly recommend doing a bunch of them because we love learning about ourselves right well and I know a lot of workplaces do the disc profiles and I can guess what we are we're very high in the D&I category dominant and I can't remember what I Speaks is influencer I think and then there is another one the which is all based on this Meyer Briggs and kind of what quadrant do you operate in as a human and the reason managers like doing this is because they want to individualize and personalize their you know, feedback and their operational operations and so it's useful to know how people might relate or not relate to one another I think but the reason I like the strengths test is because it allows you to find out what your strengths are as opposed to maybe your personality traits and approach to the workplace I agree and mm. I think from again from a leadership perspective if you're managing a team or leading a team and you know what their strengths are it makes it so much easier in this situation this person's going to thrive they're not going to thrive in this situation so don't put them in it like yeah. there, there's some really easy wins you can make just by understanding people's strengths yeah we used a free website and it's high5test.com and that's the number five high5test.com and that's free and it's similar to Clifton Strengths which equally looks great and that was the one I did last week as well and that was I think it was 20 US dollars that one right so yeah the cost of that yeah and for anyone who's out walking at the moment I presume we'll link to these yes the, so yeah. don't worry don't stop keep going <laughs> I'll link I'll link to both of them in the resources and it probably took I don't know 10-15 minutes to complete do you think that yeah, yeah yeah maximum maximum yeah. And, and they're always so interesting to do, aren't they? And yeah. because they do what we do when we're doing research, that they ask you the same question five different ways to catch you out. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see how you identify with things. And some of the questions, and I did read the instructions, which is unusual for me, but yeah, yeah. that they they say, just go with your gut because quite often these things are different in different times. And like there was one question saying, I think it was the first one that I got asked around, I ultimately believe whatever happens, I will be okay or something. And I was like, oh, that's such a hard one to answer because you're like that's a level of privilege in that so it's like maybe my strength is over analyzing every you question but you just have to go with your gut you right definitely over and then because they ask it so many times they mm -hmm. will get to a fairly clear understanding yeah. 
of who you are even if you don't answer the perfect answer every yeah. time so if yeah. you're an over analyzer like me just go with it it's fine yeah and both that $20 version of I think it's Clifton Strengths or Gallup and the free one they give you five strengths which I frankly I think is enough I think there's enough mental load worrying about all the finer details of life that knowing your top five is probably good enough so yeah and if there's one that's really missing I was trying to look at the homepage to figure out the full list of them to be like am I missing one that I should have (laughs) which I actually was quite happy that I wasn't if you are missing one or if there's one that you want to work on that's not in that top five it does not stop you working on it you can identify a strength you want to work on and keep going with that yeah and so well let's talk about why it matters like why focus on strengths why why I mean and it's a relatively new concept actually actually it's probably not new but it's like this concept of positive psychology is growing and increasingly being accepted as I don't know leadership development practice you know why does it matter do you think Nat? I well I was at this event last week that I was meant to do my uh, strengths test for and it was about what did they call it mental hygiene like looking after your mental health and the conversation rolled around to schooling and how schooling for a very long time and still now is pretty one size fits all Mm. and so there are a lot of neurodiverse children or children who have different learning needs who are failing in that school because it does not adapt to what they need to learn at their best and I think that is a slightly more extreme example of this or actually probably the same level of extreme is that all of us are very different we're all extremely different we have different strengths and if we can tailor the way we work and the way we lead and the way we manage to those strings, we will get outsized results. Whereas if we don't, we let incredibly smart, incredibly capable people flounder. And that is a loss for those people, but it's actually a real loss for organizations because we talk a lot in New Zealand these days about productivity and we're moving into a world where innovation and curiosity and critical thinking are going to be what makes organizations thrive. So these are all the tools we can use to really maximize the value individuals can add when we know what it is. Yeah, and I love that idea of you are uniquely you. And by understanding, having an insight into your unique qualities and abilities, you can better understand how you're applying yourself to work, what you should be aligning yourself with, and that you indeed are unique and exceptional. Because if you think of all the different strengths and the permutations of strengths, and we'll chat about how different ours are, which I trust they are, I just think that's an incredible place to be, even for the smallest thing, if you're in a meeting, your perspective has come from your strengths and your lived experience and is unique to you and the world needs to hear it. I don't know if I've said that properly, but it's like... No, I mean, I think like, that excuse of yeah. I, I don't have anything interesting to, to say or mm. everyone else has thought it. And I can put an actual number around this because they did mention it at this event. Yeah. With Clifton Strengths, the odds that someone shares the same top five strengths as you are one in 33 million. Mm. Like, that is how unique we are. That, yeah. And I think most of us go through life thinking what what feels natural to us is normal but it's not yeah. it's it's us and everyone's normal is so different and there's beauty in that right when yeah. you start to realize how diverse and we talk a lot about the power of diversity it's been proven over and over again to help organizations outperform on virtually every measure and this is an example of why because when you have those diverse perspectives and those diverse strengths you're creating these really robust organizations yeah and I think when it comes to 
we talk about self-awareness, but self-confidence. I think if you walk into a meeting and instead of thinking I have nothing unique to add, go, well, there's a one in 33 million chance that someone here thinks like me (laughs) at all. And so whatever I have to say is going to be different and valuable to this meeting. And I think if you apply that across a lot of things we do at work, it really should give us all confidence that just that perspective being different is valuable. Yep. Love the idea of understanding yourself and there's power in that and you feeling confident that you uniquely are, I don't know, made, built to have these strengths no one else has. And so we often, these self-limiting beliefs of, I can't, I won't, I'm not good enough, the focus on the weakness, I need to get better, I have to develop. In fact, you've got these innate strengths. Your energy, number one, is better spent on going, I'm unique and I'm really good at these things. And it's probably so much easier to hone those than your weaknesses. And I know that has been this idea of, focus on the positive and positive psychology is really about you can spend all this time and energy on honing out weaknesses and becoming a generalist and I think they're absolutely rounding out some edges and communication and relational stuff is really important in the workplace but doubling down on your strengths is actually really positive. I agree and I'll Mm. use sports as an example here because Kristen loves sports. (laughs) I am terrible at surfing. If I was to try and focus all my effort on becoming good at surfing, the best I could hope for is I might be able to jump up and land on the board at some point. Mm. However, I'm naturally incredibly flexible. So last night I was with some friends and one of them has been training for ages to do a bridge, like to have the strength to do a bridge. And I just lay down on the floor after a couple of lines and did one. And, (laughs) And you can see there the contrast of like, I can still do the splits. I can do bridges. Focus on those and I will be exceptional at them. I don't focus on those. But if I did actually practice that stuff, I would be so much better. Whereas if I'd focused on the thing I was really bad at, at best, I would be the worst at it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Well, good to hear you're going to be a master elite gymnast. I am. I like hearing that. (laughs) Um, <laughs> we've made the call. <laughs> we've made the call. And your hand-eye is quite good as well, Nat, because I've seen you play tennis. Thanks, stage And mom. I'm going to be trying pickleball in a couple of... Are you? Yeah. I I'm going to try it because I have a, a friend down the street who plays pickleball every, I don't know, Wednesday evening. And I said, look, I'm, we're, I'm chock-a-block for the next five weeks. But when we get back from the States, I'm going to pick it up and give it a go. So Pick up your thwacker. You might, you might want to as well, because that is a strength <laughs> of yours, hand-eye. I'd be into it. And the other thing I was thinking, just as we're talking about the combination of strengths, mm. is I may be a master Olympic level gymnast, <laughs> but I also might have another trait. And I, I'm going to take it away from the sports analogy now. But when you're thinking about a work context, a lot of women identify as being very strong doers, like mm. very good delivery. But when you look at five traits in general, for example, you could be a strategist who's a good delivery or a great coach who's good at delivery. And those two in combination actually create a strength that's bigger than the sum of its parts. So even if you're in a room with 10 great deliverers, you actually still stand out as unique if you combine it with your other strengths and your approach to delivery and what other value you bring. So I think there's some real interest in not just focusing on the positive, but focusing on what the sum of all your strengths can make you very unique on and really learning how they interact with each other. So when you do use one of those strengths, what the other strengths you have also bring to that. And that alone can actually help us work better with others because you're often able to have these aha moments and understand others better, their strengths, their unique perspectives and strengths. People who know these strengths are 8% more productive. 
six times more likely to be engaged in their jobs, three times more likely to report having an excellent quality of life, and six times as likely to do what they do best every day, which is just like huge when you think about, we. it's very easy to think things like knowing your strengths is one of these touchy-feely nice to-dos, but these are real tangible benefits to your work and life knowing them and I would imagine those numbers become even exponentially bigger when you all as a team understand and know your strengths. Mm, I think it probably comes down to success and success grows confidence and motivation and when you are you're more likely to succeed putting your strengths into action than focusing on your weaknesses and once you get a couple wins on the board that momentum is exponential. And that's mm-hmm. probably where those stats have come from. They're really rooted in, oh my goodness, I tried my hand at this or I'm developing these skills and I've had a win as a result. I'm gonna double down in that area. And I, I, it just completely makes sense. Although I should say that it just because they're your strengths doesn't mean you're good at them on day one. Mm-hmm. And one of my strengths, actually my second top one for both of the tests I took, I remember being incredibly fearful and not that polished and had some real fails as a result of that strength. And it's, it took me, well, storytelling. <laughs> storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Is that a strength? I was just going to, I was yeah. saying we should read them all out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we'll go into that next. But storytelling was something that apparently had I taken a test right from day dot, maybe that would have come up at a strength, but I was so freaked out at standing up in front of an audience and speaking. And I um, recall being coached to do it. And I took a little course and someone helped me better script the story I wanted to tell up in front of the audience and I had some real fails like you know when you've just got the blank faces staring back at you and so I had some horrible time storytelling and it's taken me real investment over the last four years as a storyteller both both in every day setting up the context of a meeting and why you're here and storytelling in front of a on a stage in front of hundreds of people that has taken a lot of investment and so I don't think a strength is necessarily it comes easy to you but it makes sense to invest in it because ultimately you can master it I yeah. also wonder if your strengths if you'd done the same test a few years ago it would have even showed up as I a wonder because I think some of the questions that's what I was thinking and we mm. are both fans of the concept of growth mindset that we're always learning and changing and I think some of those questions because I just did the test this morning that I think I would have answered quite differently a decade ago. So I think you start to prioritize that, you start to work on it and it becomes a strength. So I think, yeah, that idea of you're born with these innate strengths and you must work with them always is also, I wouldn't say very rigid. Like there's some probably some natural things, very hard to know because I think depending on your upbringing, depending on all sorts of stuff, you become stronger at different things. So, Or the only thing I was thinking is what if I had wanted to do that? Because for some reason I could see myself in that position. And I knew that I was good at sales in my early retail jobs. And so there was a sense of storytelling in my life. And I possibly would have been like, I want to do that, therefore I'm going to answer in that way. There could have been that. I don't know. I mean, we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never I know. Just, I think that's such a great example. We'll never know what you would have said four years ago, yeah. but that, that you actually can find new strengths along the way yeah. as a result of life experience and goals you've set for yourself and things you've really practiced. So I know we talk a lot about focusing on your strengths, but I, I don't think if there is something you really want to achieve or do, I don't think this should be a limiting factor to go, it's not one of my strengths, I'm out of it, something you really want to do. If I really cared about surfing, it shouldn't stop me doing it. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And there's always a really lovely feeling of accomplishment when you overcome something that's really hard that it possibly isn't aligned with your strengths. But let's talk about them anyway. What's your top one again? Strategist. Okay. And what's the rough description of that? Looking at the big picture, easily find the best way out of the clutter, connecting the dots comes naturally. (laughs) They may get impatient with people who make slower decisions. Mm -hmm. That doesn't resonate at all. So good for (laughs) personal development. eh? Love that. What's your second one? And read out the description. Philomath. Philomath. Yeah, yeah. Can't say what I am. Um, Love learning. Have many interests. Follow new paths. This doesn't relate at all to my obsessions. (laughs) Want to acquire as much knowledge. But I do like this because this actually really does resonate with me. We don't enjoy the company of know-it-alls and people with little curiosity and no desire to explore new ideas. And that's your second one? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely can't stand being around those people. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. What's your third? Believer. Okay. Driven by core values that cannot be compromised at the expense of success. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like, yep, yep, yeah. I'm nodding. Number four. Catalyst. Love getting things started and at at creating momentum in Mm -hmm. stagnant environments. Have a hard time waiting and so-called wasting time when they know they could be moving forward. (laughs) Yep. And then finally, problem solvers. We love uncovering flaws, diagnosing problems, coming up with solutions. Uh, Can't sweep things under the rug and pretend things are fine. So interesting. Some of those are quite rigid, like your believer one, like you're not going to compromise. And then that problem solving one and then your frustration, like you can also get a sense of your development areas as a leader. eh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I really like it. And I think because they've broken these into four groups doing feeling motivating and thinking so all those strengths fall under one of those so i've got two thinking ones my top two are thinking and then three and five are doing yeah and four is motivating and nothing is around feeling which is like chameleon coach empathizer optimist and peacekeeper i don't have any of those i think i only have one feeler what colors okay all right so i can tell you as you go through yeah great so my top is self-believer which is um independent self-sufficient inspire others with confidence and certainty can't stand when other tell others tell them what to do that's what we're coming back to last week i can't stand it she cannot (laughs) (laughs) Which is, ironically, when I talk about my core values, it'll be in environments where I can uh, uh, practice my strengths, which is autonomy. So I need an autonomous environment so that I can practice my biggest strength, which is (laughs) self-believer. I think this is an interesting one because that's a chicken and egg as well, because we've talked before on this podcast about those situations you've been in in your career where you've been undermined or um, not being brought into the group and I wonder did that make you feel this or did you feel this and those felt particularly painful for you who knows we will never know the second one is storyteller master of communication like to host events speak in public be heard (laughs) they suffer in situations where they can't express themselves Uh, the third is catalyst same as you I'm four yeah oh your number yeah so three and four which is great we love getting um creating momentum in stagnant environments hard time waiting and wasting time they know how to move things forward, get things started. Um, the fourth is deliverer, because I remember telling you that one of my core values was delivery and, and possibly one of my superpowers. And sure enough, it's come up as strength number four. And this is where, when you said, I'm a rule follower, <laughs> this is it. This is, they follow through on their commitments. I 100% do. If there's a deadline, if there's an expectation for something, I've committed to something, follow through on my commitments appreciate because I recognize it says they appreciate that this builds trust and respect and I feel terrible if promises 
are broken. And then the final one is the file of math, same as you. That's Love, so I, and I've said that before in a, I gave a talk at some point about uh, saying yes to the, the um, unknown, I think. And we've talked about strategic yeses and it's really about being curious and being the most curious person in the room, which is probably where this has come from. There's, mm. uh, there's so many really interesting <laughs> yeah interesting things in there i know it's well what's a... so the so the green ones are what's the green oh green is motivating great so we are high on that well i'm slightly high number four got it i'm one two three is that is motivating motivating which that makes, makes sense. total sense and then what's red uh that's doing yeah, so that's number four. And then what's blue? Thinking. Yeah, got it. I only have one of those, my number five. You're not a thinker. <laughs> no, I'm probably more of a doer, clearly. And a motivator. Go! You got this! Which is actually, we talk a lot about being complimentary, and we definitely have some... I feel like I wonder if there's something in that, of like, we have so many things in common. We have a couple of things yes. that really... But then balance each other. we agree on, yeah. of like delivery and motivation and all that sort of stuff. But then, yeah, we got opposite ends a little bit. Well, the... even just the self-believer and the strategist like if those don't go hand in hand which you and I go hand mm. in hand then you're kind of screwed mm. so I, I quite like that that makes sense to me but then we have other complimentary ones to getting shit done which is very cool yeah which Fun. actually does make sense for us. <laughs> it does funnily enough I felt like I had some other insight from watching these but I've totally forgotten it from listening to yours there's Aww. some it's just so it's funny how accurate it is and yeah. i mean you can look at all these other traits because there's also winner in here which i would have thought you were as well um yeah. but there's like a bunch of them that you can go oh yeah i imagine these are in your top 10 easy or that they come close that it's but it's quite interesting to see which ones rise to the top yeah i agree and the gallup one was quite similar uh n number one was activator which i would say that's similar to the catalyst so yes. that came out strong in the Gallup ones. Maximizer, which is motivating others, that came out strongly. So I think, you know, you could do either or if you want to pay for the Gallup one or not. Yeah, number five for me was comp competition and liking liking to win. I recall a few more questions with the Gallup ones about winning and not winning, whereas this one didn't have that. Oh, I got a few. Oh, you might oh. not have even noticed them. No, I brought them was something like <laughs> it is the most important. Gold is the only medal we've going for. Oh, <laughs> I was like strongly disagree. <laughs> oh, where I was like probably strongly agree. <laughs> you win. I'm a participation medal kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Amazing. Well, that's so cool. We would invite you to do one of these tests and we want to hear from you about what your strengths are. Just hit a quick, a quick reply. And next week, why we wanted to build this into a three-part series is because once you know your strengths, we want to kind of dig into how to apply them next next week, both to your career, in your role, and then the final one, which is the most key, which is what triggered this whole podcast series, was how to build awareness around them. Like this is where you get to remind your organization and be seen and be heard and be uniquely qualified to be promoted, to be given a raise. If you're going to counter offer or negotiate, you have to know these things and how they tie in. So we'll round that out with the build awareness and why that's so important. The only thing I would add to that, yeah. because we did get that piece of feedback, I think it was last week from someone who said, oh, I was interested in coming to a power session, but it felt a lot more about uh, self-promotion and like learning how to showcase your value whereas yep. I actually need the tangible skills to be able to lead and, yes. and the only thing I would add is that second next week uh, that is equally as important in that we aren't about pure 
positioning. We are actually about getting the right skills to do the job in Mm. the right way. And part of that is to be really clear on your value and to be able to articulate it and to be able to confidently put your hand up. Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us. Hit follow. We'd love five stars. And make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at powersuit.com if you haven't already. And we'll be sliding into your inbox with weekly tools to help build your career. Bye. Bye.